Welcome to the Cousin Bruce Show! Oh, oh, oh! I gave four. I gave four that time. Ah, yes. Welcome to the Cousin Bruce Show. We are back. It's been seven years. Let's do the bit again. It's not like we just had a technical problem that caused our introduction to go bye-bye. Let's do it again. The same exact stuff we said... All over again. No, yes. you, you can't. You can't. Once you lose a, a, a take or a bit to the ether of the internet, it's gone. Loses its luster. You're never getting it, it back. Its luster. Yeah. I'll, it's like I'll say shoot, this, cause it was the best open we've ever done. Ever done. In if, our, what are we on? Like year nine? This is year. Is it year nine? Oh my god. Uh, I think we started in what? Oh nine. Oh, 10? It's, it's whatever, however long Steve Kerr has been there. We started with Steve Kerr with going to the Warriors. And we started so, by doing 30 episodes in a weekend in the garage with no right. air conditioning. Oh, and God. these were the days where we were still drinking during the show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for, for those of you who don't know, when we, the first, our first year, we did what? We did a... A podcast for every team. Yeah, we did a team preview for 60 a minutes. A team preview, 45 to 60 minutes. Yeah, sometimes single, 90. And for all in one, like, three-day weekend. Did you, spend the, 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 did you spend the weekend here or something? I don't remember. I did, I did. I definitely spent at least one night. Like, there, I feel like, yeah. There was one I, show where you were, like, asleep during the entire show. <laughs> I'm I would talk, spent, and you would kind of peep, perk up. Huh? Huh? huh what? <laughs> I might have spent most of. Well, we had because we weren't. We couldn't. We didn't do them over Skype at that time, so they had to be in person. They were in person, and uh, there was at least so one show got, that got lost to the record button, not being yeah, hit. So I, I think I might have come up a couple of times, but I definitely spent the night because we had to get through the last bit. The last bit of teams. We had to get through the last ten. Teams. We 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 kind of <laughs> thought. You know, we can do this and then realize, holy moly, this was dumb. You know, like mm-hmm. the whole idea. But we got to finish. So we yeah. push, push through to the end. Yeah. yeah those were the yeah. days. Hey, we're going to push through the end of this show a whole lot easier than we did 13 <laughs> years ago. Cause that's got to be 13 years. 13? No way. I don't. I No, man. What is it? Okay. We'll figure it out. It's yeah. 10 at least. We have 10 years under our belt here at the Cause and Brew Show. And that was, so you mean we didn't have a um, a big 10-year anniversary thing? No, we forgot. <laughs> that's our move, like, man. That's actually like my own real anniversary with my wife, except the only good thing is she forgets too. So it's never a uh, – I don't get in trouble for forgetting um, that it's our anniversary. Get yourself a woman who forgets that stuff. <laughs> that's the advice. Right there. That's what I'm saying. The That's unsolicited saying. advice of the Cos and Bruce show. Anyway, uh, we got a great show for you guys. This is our first show of the year, I think. So uh, we're going to do yep. some Drew and uh, Damian Lillard talk. Um, you know, you heard it all yesterday and probably today. Uh, it's been, what, 48, 36 hours since the news hit? Something like that. 24 oh, hours, oh. even. Well, I don't know. I don't remember. Time is blurred because we're in the preseason and this is our run-up to our uh, regular season uh, launch over at Sports Ethos. Uh, quick plugs, working on the NBA draft guide. My Brewski 150 comes out on uh, October 4 for Ethos 360 subscribers. That's for uh, fantasy basketball heads everywhere. Uh, and you know what? If you're just a, a, a basketball 
person that likes numbers. Uh, all of these projections are the best projections I've ever done. Uh, worked on them in a new and unique way. Um, second year doing this where I have assistants doing the data entry. And uh, in this case, my assistant is a guy who played pro ball in Europe. So it's been <laughs> pretty cool going into all of the uh, Andre Lemos, going into all of the um, different, you know, uh, just facets of players on new teams and trying to break down where they um, what are they going to do with the ball and all that. So it's gr- great fun. Uh, check out the fantasy basketball draft guide. You'll be a whole lot smarter about basketball, whether you play fantasy or not. Just ignore the fantasy stuff if you don't care. Anyway, uh, read over. So um, we're going to talk about Drew and Damian Lillard, and then we're going to do some potpourri, if I said potpourri? that right. Do you do the potpourri? Do you smell the potpourri? Do you offer the potpourri, or is it just do a Jeopardy have, topic? Do people, do, do people actually use potpourri anymore? They just go with the... Um, with the, the spray po- stuff? The spray or the like tree that hangs off of the... Uh, the um, mirror <laughs> if it's in An their house little, if it's in their house and they're using the the tree that hangs from the mirror i got questions well i mean but do i mean do, i don't ever see potpourri in people's homes anymore i think people are more spray or just ride with the stink or open windows i think that's i think that's what, what happens now <laughs> there's definitely a lot of people who are ride with the stink <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> Just ride with it. Just ride. I'm living, baby. <laughs> All right. I don't know why that got me. I think it's just way too early for that kind of humor. Uh, okay. So this trade was, uh, you know, it was funny because of the Miami. I guess the Miami media was really just over the top on this. I don't know how much of this you caught because sometimes you'll take Twitter breaks. Um, and I'm, I've been taking a lot of Twitter breaks lately, man. I can't read that stuff. Um, the platform is so incredibly hard to use nowadays because the guy that bought it's an idiot. Um, but the, uh, but like, so, um, I stay away as much as I can. You can't stay away from the Miami media on the, uh, Twitters though, because they're like yelling at, I don't know, everybody that it was just the stupidest thing in the world. If like Joe Cronin over in Portland didn't just <laughs> hand Damian Lillard over to the heat with like a you know a bunch of gift baskets and stuff like it was, it was so weird and and it wasn't just the Miami media I mean it was people like players former players all the like ESPN dudes it was like like they were somehow doing him doing Damian Lillard wrong <laughs> by not giving him to Miami for whatever Miami said. <laughs> you know, you see it in, and I see it in Sacramento and I'm <clears throat> not as nearly connected as I get all these allergies out of my system here now that we're hooting and hollering, you know, like the, the team media, it's like all pro media, right? It's, it's in every city. Miami, I didn't realize was as, as pro team media as it really was like they came out and like you said it did propagate amongst the national media and whatnot but they were just yelling at the top of the rooftops with this stuff there was a guy barry jackson who's like losing it you know because they didn't get him and uh i just feel bad if you're a part of that media and then you're just kind of like playing it down the middle and now everybody just thinks all miami media is just crazy you know after that sequence of events um but i i guess I, where i thought you know this was going is like if 
the player says he's not going to play somewhere else, you know, then there's a pretty good chance he was landed in Miami. I really did think he was going there. Uh, I kind of thought Miami might like sweeten it somehow or a third team would get involved. Um, but it really was a case of putting a line in the sand. It was like a yeah. little standoff that occurred there. Yeah, but I still thought that I still thought the 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 Blazers had the advantage because I thought that if if Miami, I thought it was going to be in Miami too, but I thought that eventually they were going to have to bring another team in because to me, is like Damian Lillard. Like, if say this didn't happen and we're going in the training camp, you're still going to get the Damian Lillard experience. It's not like a James Harden where he's going to come in like fat and like you know. Post and picture. I'm looking forward to that. The by club. the way, you know, I, yeah, it's I, I, I just want to watch. <laughs> but like, you know, that's not Damian Lillard. That's not who he is. So he was going to come in, and for as long as it took to make this trade, Damian Lillard was going to be a model citizen. So I, I didn't see that he had. I didn't see where Miami thought that they can just like offer this turd package and like expect that that Portland was going to be so desperate to get rid of him. I just, I, I just didn't see that. I thought that, you know, even if he was only there for, you know, a week, it would be a great week for the young guys on that team <laughs> and that they, they were in really no hurry to get rid of him. So um, yeah, I think Miami, they, they bluffed and uh, you know, the great Pat Riley lost. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I, and I, I kind of almost think they'll get at least some benefit out of this the Miami Heat will because the next time they say they're not moving, I mean, everybody will be able to say, yeah, okay. Yeah, we watched yeah. you do it with the, yeah. the Damian Lillard trade. And so right. there's a little hidden value in there. Or it just kind of gets chalked up to silliness, you know, or I don't want to say stupidity. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess the any way you slice it, Miami lost. You know, um, you're putting your eggs in a basket. It's a good basket to put them into. I did think Damian Lillard was going to be a piece that could put them into the finals. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I don't know. Sometimes what you don't get is, is actually a good thing. I, I, I don't want to crush Pat Riley for this. I, I felt like they laid into their leverage pretty effectively. In fact, the thing that I keep coming back to, and you'll just never know unless you're in the war room with this stuff, is did the agent for Damian Lillard like try to route his client too early? in the process, mm -hmm. pissing everybody off, including the league, you know, did yeah. such a bullseye get put on this thing. Um, could they have just waited and let the market kind of, you know, do its thing and then come in at the end and say, all right, we only want to play for Miami. Right. Um, but then, you know, that happened, you know, they got, they got really entrenched. I thought Cronin in, in Portland did an amazing job with this thing. Like mm -hmm. he just held out and held out. And then, you know, there's always a team in the league like Phoenix that's just going to come swinging in and just do whatever the heck you think um, a team would never do. Um, they, they they get rid of DeAndre Ayton in this deal. And I don't know. It, I, at this point, we got to really just as a collective, as an NBA collective, figure out what's going on with DeAndre Ayton. Like, this is a guy, you know, that looked so good however long, 18 months ago or whatever the time period was, um, you know, maybe a top three center in the league. And then Phoenix is just like, we don't like that guy anymore. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't like them. Get them out of here. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think this is going to be good for him. I, I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about DeAndre Ayton. I know he, he got off to a slow start in his career, turned the corner, and it was a big turn, and he was looking really good. Um, and I, I don't want to cast aspersions on anybody because I don't know. I wasn't there. I have no idea what's going on. But the the Chris Paul as a leader thing hmm. isn't great. <laughs> it isn't great. It's not worked anywhere. And I think that there was some expectations of him that weren't met that and I think that because it to me this is it seems like a locker room thing more than any other thing. It seemed like, you know, there's factions of that locker room that just didn't like him. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that and Monty's a, a great coach, a great guy. And but I really think that um, he might have lost that one. Huh? He might have lost that. I love Monty. I think he's a great coach, you know, like but like do you, maybe, maybe they just came down. I don't want to say too hard on Aiden, but like mm -hmm. didn't have enough like ramp or leash for him to stay out of the doghouse, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think that, you know. It's like they crushed his spirit and, yeah, and that he's and, immature. And, he's probably immature. I mean. And, the, and he's probably immature. And the thing is, like, keep it in house. You know, it was like they, you don't want to play him or you don't want to do this with him. Or just, pay him, by the way. Or pay him. Old ownership. You know, but like, you know, like, I don't understand why more organizations don't lie to the media. <laughs> you tell the truth inside the building, but lie to the media. Just say, hey, well, of course we're going to resign them. We, of course we're, we're going to extend them. You know, what, what's it to them? You know, but so I, I just, I feel that like they, there was an effort to bash him publicly. And that's where you just, I mean, you just can't do that. First of all, you're, you're making your asset less, you know, and, and then it's just not, and if you can't get rid of the asset, now you've got an unhappy, an unhappy guy who they needed. <laughs> it wasn't like he was an insignificant part of their team. <laughs> they needed him to play well. So yeah, the whole thing I, for him, I'm, I'm really happy. And I'm sure that I think that Chauncey Billups is going to be really good for him. And uh, he gets a fresh start. So that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, I think it was a, a, an NBA guy, Matt Peterson, threw a clip out there. And uh, it was sort of like, and this is highly speculative, but it was like, I, he, I think his tweet said, like, I bet this is the play that, like, ended it for him in Phoenix, more or less. Or was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. It was him in the playoffs, I think, against Dallas when it was like maybe 10 points. 12 points, 15 points before it turned to 40 in, uh -huh. in the fateful game. And he just yeah. gets a, a little um, slip pass. He got wide open, you know, lane to the hoop. And instead of just yamming it, he like gets all soft and then doesn't convert. And then it goes the other way. And like the momentum just rolls over Phoenix and, and yeah. you don't see it in the, in the scene, but you almost see like the, the next scene being like Monty's face, just like puckering <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I just think with that kind of a player, 
tempted to talk about the stuff that came out um, from Phoenix, uh, one of the connected reporters there, I guess I should, um, talking about how he got picked first, um, mm-hmm. like Phoenix. So um, Igor Kokoskov was the, uh, probably butchering that, was the coach at the time. And then um, it was during the draft or prior to the draft, and he had said that he hadn't had a chance to watch Luca yet on film. Oh, geez. So this, yeah. So he wasn't comfortable to weigh in was the gist of this. Mm. And then they also had concerns how Luca would handle the ball next to uh, Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. So between those two things right there, pardon the great city of Sacramento picking up my garbage in the background right now. They do a wonderful job. Shouts out to them. I'm not kidding. I love those guys. They'll 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 throw candy at the kids or, or little you know snack packs. Out, out nice. of a, uh, they're just very nice guys. Anyway, I love um, that. Yeah, no, that's how they got Aiton. Um, you know, and and now you develop him, and you know, just to kind of push this forward a little bit. You develop him, and then he's not what you think he is, but or he's not what you wished you got in the first overall pick, but you, 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 you still have a great asset and then right. it just goes downhill. And I just think that it's really amazing that this is the outcome. He's going to go to, like you said, a, a great place to land. I think he'll be, you know, used finally is right. hopefully, I mean, I know they got a young backcourt there and that might be a question mark as far as can they use him properly. But you know, this is a guy that at his peak, it was just a walking bucket during those yeah. playoffs. And and in the way that you look almost into like an old school, you know, command of the game type player and somebody you can build around. That's for sure. If upstairs, it's all correct. So if this was just simple immaturity, you know, yeah. and then a factor of the factions or a factor of Chris Paul and all the pressure and bad ownership, you know, man, Portland, they, they just came out. I thought they did very well. Let's tell the listeners uh, what they got in this deal. They got Aiton. They got a player that's, you know, an unknown. They got Drew Holiday. Uh, Tamani Kamara, just, you know, good luck yeah. in your career. Uh, they got Drew Holiday. They got a 2029 first-round pick oh. from the Bucks, and that's perfectly timed. Like, I mean, Giannis's knee's not going to be looking great by then if he's still in Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee, they did this deal and they end up basically getting Lillard and Giannis for two years without really any question marks about it. Right. And then everybody can collectively make their choice about what they want their future to be. So, I mean, there's a very good chance the Bucks are, are more toward a rebuilding phase at that point in time. That makes that pick pretty nice. Um, and then they get two first round pick swaps with the Bucks in 2028 and 2030. So even more value there. Milwaukee. A little bit of a new ownership factor there as well. I think that they're, I mean, they had to do something to get this deal done, but they've really gone all in on this window. And then I think yeah. that they're going to, you know, probably tank their way out of it on the back end. Who knows? Might, might be a good strategy, but, um, you know, the end is near for them, at least within the five years. Um, so, so that's a great haul because Drew Holiday, they could turn around and trade him right now and the entire league's calling. Yeah, oh yeah. He's he's the guy right now. I mean, um, what do we have? What do we what do we have? We're, training camp is what next week or pretty much, yeah. Media much, days have I mean, already started, and then uh, yeah. training camp's probably much you know like three to five days after media day for most teams. So that's. Uh, do you think he makes it to the season there? 
And it's, it's pretty I late don't... in the game, but I, I mean, the sooner the better. I mean, if you're if you're trying to, because he's, I mean, the championship teams are calling. They are, and I think um, I don't know enough about the kind of the behind the scenes order of operations to get a real good read on that. Yeah, you know who who's the backup plan for you know you don't get Drew. Who's the backup plan? Yeah, you know when does that guy go, and and how many backup plans are there after that? Yeah, there, there aren't that many. <laughs> You know, if you're looking for an impact player right now, right, that can move the needle. And we'll play a little. Where should Drew Holiday go? Um, I had a funny one when I was on air when the story broke. Was uh, I was like, man, Dallas, like, wouldn't they love to swap out Kyrie for Drew Holiday at this point? Hey, you want to send Kyrie to Portland? I guess that could be kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> Can it happen? I don't know. I, I, I'm not a trade machine slash cap guy. I would right. jump off a bridge if that was the case. Right. Shout yeah, to the people a, that are doing it. I mean, that is it's, a definite. It's it's its own skill. field. You're gonna be born that way. Yeah. You're gonna be born that way. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I could do it. I just like adding that to everything right now would just be too much. Um, but. Yeah, so um, I mean, they get to trade this this Drew Holiday situation, which I mean, his contract's really perfect for a contender if they can fit right. it. You know, it's yeah. it's a bigger contract, but like, you know, you get a couple years out of it, and then you can kind of just reassess. So I think Portland's getting at least a first year, you know, for this thing for Drew. Getting, say, at, getting say, at least a first, like a good first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to think like. And the thing, too, is, like, if you're going to do this, you can't really mess around with it, right? Like, you got it because you what you don't want to do is swing and miss. Like, Miami could handle it because they have a, a culture and they, you know, they can kind of handle this kind of thing. They can get Tyler Hero to not pout, and he's already not pouting, um, and they'll be fine. Well, he wouldn't but, pout about this because nobody wants to shoot the ball. Drew doesn't want to shoot the ball. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't want to shoot the ball. And Bam doesn't want to shoot the ball. But, like, you know, um, it's one of those things, like, for some a lot of these teams, you can't really go in and, and miss. Like, the offer is going to – whatever it is, is going to be sweet. You know, it's going to be – you want to be the first Half call. the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to be that call to be the one they can't resist. So, um, yeah, Portland is really – I mean, they are sitting pretty. They they have they good great job to uh, Cronin. I mean, I, there are people he, out there that are killing him today or yesterday. Oh, he, they're, they're idiots. They're, I, I couldn't believe it. This job. trade yeah. was like it's like this trade was so easy to break down. I don't care if it was fantasy or reality or what. It's like right. Portland had Tyler Hero in basically chump change. You know, yeah, being offered. Okay, right. that was the baseline. Then yeah. it got a lot better. Good yeah. job, Joe Cronin. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what are you supposed to do <laughs> other than reject the crap trade? You get the, old, the former, former number one overall pick who's <laughs> widely considered at least a decent center. Yeah. And really, I mean, he's, he's you're not going to beat in terms of what kind of center he is. There's not that many of him. Right. You know, like, how, how would that ever translate into being a bad deal? I just... Right. You could take all of the other bullet points off of the table, and it was yeah. probably better than picking up Tyler Hero, you know. Right. And 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 then you add everything else. This Drew Holiday thing is just a big one. I'm um, like the cherry of the cherries on top. 
And then, um, I mean, maybe before we talk about where Drew could go, let's quickly touch on this Phoenix Suns team. I say it that way because, like, honestly, I don't even... Maybe maybe uh, Ishbia, new owner, Matt Ishbia, maybe he's um, maybe he's just a basketball guru, and he's like, we'll get um, you know we'll go top heavy with with these three guys. We'll get rid of that old center guy. We don't need him anymore, and um, let's add fifty wings and see what happens. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's fine. You know, I, I mean. You're good with they them getting. Can, you're good with them sending Aiden out for Nurk. Uh, well, they hated him. So I mean, like, what are you gonna do? They hated him. It's it's it, you know, if you if you hate a player, then you, you get rid of him. You know, it's kind of like uh, that's ex- that's the exact I analysis I had. By the way, know, you know, I don't like you know, the, the, I don't like I don't like Chris Paul and the Warriors, but they hated Jordan Poole. They hated him. So there's no, there's no point. <laughs> you know, he, they, this is why you come to this show for the analysis, by the way. Yeah. Has anybody said that out there? No. no. I mean, we don't know that they hated him. We don't know, no. But, but we know, no. But, but, we, but know. we know, no. Because look because, at it. Because watch them, watch them no as sense. he gets another palming violation. Watch the entire team body language go to... <laughs> I want to kill that guy. Yeah, there was there was nobody. <laughs> there was literally nobody in the building for the Warriors that liked Jordan Poole. No players this, wanted him. This is like a, a, didn't a, want him. a neon. A neon marquee was across Steve Kerr's head every time that dude made a mistake. Yeah. You could actually read his thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to kill you know? that guy. And so that's the same. That's the same thing with with the Suns. So you know, I mean, if you if you if you hate a guy and you got to get rid of him, then. Nurkic's not a bad player. I mean, he's a better passer, which is going to be, you know, key well, to I, I wonder if they're going to cut off of that. Like, they really uh-huh. need to. They need to cut off of Nurk Absolutely. up at the top of the key. You know, oh, if yeah. you're going to start your Absolutely. offense with a little tiny dribble handoff. Yeah. Get that. Get the ball moving. You, they're going to have so much trouble moving the ball side to side. I mean, that's going to be their daily it's grind. Nothing, nothing but ball stoppers. So, yeah, if they if they tweak the offense to go through him i think they'd be in a much better uh position as far as ball movement goes but um you know you got you know grayson allen he's always a rotational guy johnson i mean he's I'm, really underrated grayson allen like yeah he he's is. a guy that you can throw into some big bigger minutes i think in a finals situation he'd probably be a little bit of a mark yeah but, but up until that a, point he's he's so unlikable that people miss the boat on him as the player the type of player he is yeah yeah i mean he, you know he, he's he's so for me and have you noticed that his teammates appear to like him yeah everywhere he's been it's an interesting so, little weird part of it you know considering he does look yeah. like ted cruz yeah a little bit hard to 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 like somebody that looks like ted cruz <laughs> Do you think it's just like a subconscious thing of why everyone else? Totally that? subconscious. Like, like, like really, like people would really be into Grayson Allen if he didn't look like. Him. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, but I mean, Nasir Little like him, Keon Johnson yeah. like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it's, and that's the same thing with the Phoenix roster. You know, you just go down. Kate Bates Jobs like him. You know, and down the list you go. It's like I and, like them and all. The, and more importantly. 
you're you're you've put your eggs in the basket of Bradley Beal, Durant, and Booker. Those are three guys that are not the healthiest of folks. So, like, they might have a thousand wings, but there's a really good chance they're going to need them all. <laughs> well, I was wondering about <laughs> what we saw from Brooklyn against Philly. It was the worst matchup for Brooklyn to get Joel Embiid? You know, with that that seven wing lineup or whatever it was. You know, it was all wings. <clears throat> all the time for Brooklyn. They got crushed, you know, for right. the most part. So, you know, that whole, like, I mean, we, I think we have a fascination as, you know, we do positionless basketball in the NBA is like, what if it was all wings, you know, and <laughs> we'll look at them fly around the court and defense yeah. is this. And, but then, you know, you put them in a series against a back to the basket center or just a big center and boom, they're done. And that was it. <laughs> Yeah. So um, experiment over. <laughs> and I guess so it was funny because I, I did get asked on air about how, how I felt about the trade for everybody. And I said, yeah, I liked it for everybody. And it's pretty easy to clown on Phoenix for swapping Aiton for Nurkic. You yeah. know, like it's clear Aiton's the better player. Right. But back to what you're saying is like if they don't like the guy and he's all sour over the last X amount of years. Right. And Yusuf, I think from they just have to cut off of him. Yeah. If they don't, then I'm then I'm side eyeing this thing, and I'm like, okay, can't hardly play him. Absolutely. It's yeah. uh, and I think they're and I think their backup, Drew Eubanks, is a big kind of you know, an under the radar sort of a you know guy here. Like if Yusuf goes down for whatever reason, I think they're fine playing with Eubanks. Just, just defensively, and kind of, he's just a very straightforward kind of a player, and you know they'll just be fine with it. It won't be like the greatest thing that ever happened, but it, you got to cut off of, of Nurkic. If you're not cutting off of Nurkic, then you know the spacing's all weird, and you know there's all sorts of problems. Um, I guess it's okay that he's a non-shooter, you know, when you got those yeah. three offensive guys out there, yeah, plus I, whatever wing you want to throw on the court. Um, very curious how they handle all those wings. <laughs> like some four of them are not going to play and uh, yeah. they're going to be quality players not playing. They should probably trade a couple. If you, you know. think, but, but, again, but I don't know. Again, they're the old, they've, they've turned the NBA upside down. It's going to be hard. I'm telling it's going to be hard to move these guys because the, their, your big three is going to all be heard at different times of the year. Most likely. So like, how how are you going to move? You know, you might we don't need this guy. We don't. Yeah, you do, you do because Kevin Durant's going to miss fifteen games, and Booker's going to miss fifteen games. You know, like I mean, maybe they'll get lucky, and it'll just be two of the three. Yeah, I <laughs> wonder know? if they're going to rotate them through the year. <clears throat> because I, I don't know that Beal has been as injured. At least I think that maybe he, he's he had a couple through. eighty-two game seasons in his career, and in he's. His career, and he's gotten and after it. Like when he was getting yeah. coached by Scott Brooks, they had nothing to play for. And he was like, no, I want 37 minutes a game and I want to play deep into April. Yeah. And I feel like these, the last year or two, he could have played through some of the injuries, but, but oh, for God, what? Yeah. you know, so I, I think, so maybe he's not, I shouldn't throw him in the Devin Booker, Kevin Durant thing, but I mean, Devin Booker, like as great as he is, you don't think in, like when people talk about guys that are often injured, you don't really think of him because he's so young, but he's always hurt. 
Yeah, he's he's, he's <laughs> like a, I'm at about check. some ballpark average of just north of sixty games per year, and right. it's it's a thing. It's it's yeah. a thing for all of them that conversation. Um, so the, yeah, the wings will come into play. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, ideally, yeah, you would like to 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 get some pieces that are a little bit different, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, let's talk about the Bucks. <clears throat> I mean, boom, boom, boom. I think like. So first of all, you know, I heard a lot of stuff about Drew Holiday not being the reason that they struggled in the playoffs last year. That it was all on Giannis. Yeah. And I'm just nah. Like I, I, I watch too much Drew with the crazy like what did you just do stuff going yeah. on. Um I think something was wrong. I don't know what it is. All sorts of stuff was surfacing, by the way. Uh like old weird moments prior to this all being a thing where there was like Damian Lillard getting picked during all-star weekend and all this chatter between LeBron and Giannis on air, you know, live in front of everybody that was just too weird, you know, to, to not have at least like some like eyebrow raise where you're like, did you guys know about this back then? Like, was this all happening? And then was that why, (laughs) you know, maybe Milwaukee fell apart a little bit. I mean, we know that uh, coach Budenholzer had the stuff with his brother pass yeah that was bad um but they you know they just sort of imploded right and drew being at the center of that i thought um you know of course chris middleton was very bad and you know that just didn't work out for them um that team's always been problematic offensively right and then here comes damian lillard problem solved (laughs) yeah i mean you're going to get cont- – I think it's it's really interesting because whenever you have, like, a hungry guy like that, like, this kind of reminds me of the, um, you know, the, the Celtics getting together with um, Ray Allen and Garnett coming there, you know, guys at the back end of their prime and just really getting after it. I mean, Damian Lillard has never, ever had an opportunity to play this freely. You know, he's he's never going to have just a beast running the floor. What it takes the ball out of Giannis's hands. I'm, I'm, I'm over Giannis bringing the ball up the court. <laughs> it's kind of one of the more ridiculous things that happens in the NBA. Um, it's one thing if it's a turnover and he's got it and he's out there. But like the whole idea of like Brooke Lopez inbounding the ball to Giannis is a kind of a, a silly thing. And it's going to be good that that's over. Um, so as far as a basketball fit, whether it's going to be a screen and roll, whether it's just going to be Giannis running the floor, um, I think that is going to be the easiest scoring that Damian Lillard's ever had in his life. And it's going to add that consistency that they, you know, you watch the Bucks and like, they're just these huge chunks of time where they just can't get a bucket. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and you know, with Middleton being hurt, it was really exacerbated. But um, so I think you saw that. Now you're losing, in my opinion, the best you know perimeter defender in the league. So we'll see around playoff time. You know, I think matchups are going to be key there. Um, but I think you know Damian Lewis could play better defense. I mean, there's no you can't convince me that this is the, that what we've seen from him over his career is the peak of Damian Lewis D. I mean, I well, think, he's certainly athletic enough to. Absolutely. <laughs> it, I, I feel like he leaves a lot on the table, and that could just be a mentality thing, yeah. you know, where he's like, I do so much on offense, I got to save it for 
for that side of the floor and um now that the, the they could taste the championship you know mm-hmm. that'll change it a little bit and it's still when I mean, you've got you got you can't have that mentality when you've got like Giannis and uh, Bobby Portis and you know Cotty, all those guys get after it you know Brooke Lopez I mean they get after it you you can't be the one the new guy and the only guy that's deciding he's not gonna play defense that's just not gonna it's not yeah, gonna fly the whole like swiping your paw down at it you know just that being the thing you do that's right that's not it's happening not, but he's it's not gonna happen. You mentioned it. The players behind him are substantial. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're ever going to mix an offensive player into a mix, that's a great mix right, right there with Brooke and Giannis, Bobby Portis doing Bobby Portis stuff. Yeah. That's all very, very good. And um, just the pure fact that – and he hasn't done it as much, but, like, the the fact that he's willing to pull from 30, you know, 32, 35 even, mm-hmm. that just has got to be – a terrible thing to have to defend you know the yeah. fact that, that you both players have to be up on that the slip to Giannis the pre-rotation that's going to take to stop Giannis from getting ahead of steam like the first man is going to have to come all the way across the key you know and practically just give himself up it's going to be yeah. like it's four on three out of a out of a blitz in the pick and roll game you know it's going to be like four on two yeah yeah, it's going to create quite quite an issue. I think also you're going to get to really pick and choose um, where you can rest Middleton and really get that knee together, you know, <laughs> really try yeah, this to is, have... This is where the things could get bad for them, though. Because, hmm. like, if, if Middleton doesn't... If his knee doesn't come back as pre-injury Chris Middleton... Like right. the, the 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 back end of their lineup and rotation is doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. Like yeah. they got no legitimate backup point guard. Lindell Wigginton seen some film on him. I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, at least you belong in some sort of NBA discussion. He's he's an athletic guy, defensive guy. Maybe that's a good thing. Ty Ty Washington on a two way. I mean, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. For a yeah. championship squad, they got to make another move. Yeah. Uh, maybe they should go get Drew Holiday. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Malik Beasley, uh, AJ Green, Pat Connaughton is is your first line of defense against like crazy what if yeah. scenarios here. Um, Jay Crowder can't really get it done anymore. Yeah, they'll be. I think whoever, if there's, you know, you keep an eye on them and during the uh, whatever the buyout whatever, market, buyout market, that's going to be where they're going to have to make, um, you know, a substantial move. Because um, yeah, that, currently they're screwed on that front. And right. They didn't get any any better as the year goes on. Yeah, but, I mean, because I was earlier this summer, I was talking about, I was talking about the Bucks, but I thought the move would be would be Middleton. But who would want to take the chance on that knee? You know, I can't but, believe they but, signed him the way that they did. But what do I know? Yeah, I mean, I just think that again. Like, I, I thought that, I thought that, I still think he could be moved at some point. You know, if he can show any sort of stability there, because no one knows, no one knows exactly, no one knows better than the Bucks about. Speaking about, of moved, hmm. sorry, I'm going to pivot us here. Speaking of moved. um, where where do you where's Drew going? 
Like, I mean, a, I, I'm, I'm looking across the league. I'll, how about this? <clears throat> Let's merge this into a game of potpourri. And um, I'm just going to, like, say a couple names. And, and if anything, like, if, if I, I'll rattle through it. And then if, if you, if you want to say stop, let's talk about Drew. Like, could he be a thing? Let's do it. Because I think, like, you know, as I look, I go, Atlanta, eh. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, worth the, the price of admission, you know, if you're Atlanta mm-hmm. with what you got going on there. Maybe theoretically that could be a thing. I don't know. Or maybe if you want to do a blockbuster kind of deal, get out of the Trey Young business. Um, Boston, Denver. it looks like they're set. I like Derek White. I don't even know. You know, I don't know if I would want to get out, off that at the, the price that it's going to cost. Um, Brooklyn. I might. I might want to. It's, it's actually, it's worth a discussion because your window's now. Yeah, I, I might want to. And there's so, I think that, and I'm sure he'll be better this year. The the kid, the, the coach, I'm sure, I mean, he can't be, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be better this year. But that was such a drop off on that. And it's, it's really hard to like, in the NBA, it's really hard to like put so much on a coach, but you know, I don't know what Adoka, assets they have. Adoka was a real, yeah, it's going to be hard to move, but it would it, it'd certainly be, if I was the Celtics, it's it's worth kicking it around the can. I mean, they they, they kind of made their move already. Yeah. With Chris Stops and yeah, getting uh, rid of see. Smart, which I wonder how I much Smart was, was irritating a, a pair of stars in Boston. Could have been. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean... It's, I mean, I'm not like. Why do you smart, get out of the Marcus Smart business? I wouldn't get out of the Marcus Smart business. <laughs> I, I would have got out of the Marcus Smart business for Drew Holiday. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I would have done it for for Chris Stops though. So anyway, <laughs> um, Brooklyn. I mean, yeah, because you got Ben Simmons slated at point guard. Sure, yeah, get Drew. They're. I don't know their asset situation, but I think that they probably, being the fact that their name was kind of kicking up in the periphery. Um, for Damian Lillard. Um, not that I really ever thought that they had a shot. Uh, maybe they want in on some of this stuff. So maybe. I mean, wouldn't you? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be going up against a, a, a Drew Holiday, Bridges, and Johnson if I'm on the wing. That's not a. They're like two easy. players away though, because like I like Nick Claxton. I just don't think he can survive in the playoffs if right. there's nobody big behind him. But yeah, no, yeah, that, you're you're really onto something with that crew. That's, that's a long day at the office if you're a wing player having to go against those three. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god, my. But <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna feel that at the end of the. <laughs> uh, Charlotte, I think, would be a funny landing spot. Um, you know, Lamelo Ball, Charlotte is what it is. Um, but you know, new ownership there, maybe you know they they want to take a swing. Yeah. Chicago is a. I don't know. Nobody knows what Chicago's doing. They, they, no one knows what they're doing. They're just they're, they're just, just kind of kicking it around, doing whatever. But I mean, maybe if you you know try to, I don't even know what you would call what the move would be in Chicago. But you're yeah. like, okay, I want to get out of the business of somebody that I'm in the business of. Yeah, it's, at it's, least it would, three of their five biggest contracts. Yeah, they're a mess. They're a mess. They're a um, mess. Cleveland, I think there could be like some talk not like talk that's actually happened but like i think that they need to let one of garland or mitchell go yeah. like one of them's I, gotta go yeah i think so 
Um, Both are too too good to be limited like that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. And Drew you can is get a hall for either of them. One, I think. one of the things about Drew that's great is he can play with anybody. Absolutely. So you you can Absolutely. you can really get creative here. Um, and I'm curious, does Cleveland have anything in in the assets column? I mean, if they could get off Jared Allen, that would if they could do something of a of a massive deal where they get rid of Jared Allen, let Evan Mobley be the guy, also get rid of one of their guards and and bring back Drew and Moore. You, you know? don't like Jared Allen? Nah. Not at now. Giving away some intel there, but now. Okay. Yeah. I just think he's he's getting slow. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Well we got Dallas uh Kyrie that would to me be I mean I think I think Cubes is is into Kyrie Irving it's like a he you know, must just be like a, <laughs> trading for him <laughs> I mean like that there's some sort of like like angle he's got there where he's like yeah I think this is going to put us over the top Yeah like so would he ever get off that I I would I don't 100 think so. out of 100 times I'd take Drew over Kyrie Yeah it's not even a I mean, it's question. not even worth talking about. <laughs> Denver's <laughs> probably got nothing to do with that, though. I mean, uh, you would take it if you could, you know, if you were Denver. Right. Um, right. Detroit, not an option. No. Golden State. Oh, boy, I bet you they wish they had done their <laughs> I wish, I refactoring. <laughs> that's why That's why hate is bad. You know, <laughs> if they just disliked him strongly, he might still be there and ready to be moved. <laughs> you know, but now <laughs> they're you get in that. their situation. Huh? You get that. Chris Paul. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I can't wait for that. I, I want to watch it. That just that sounds amazing. Uh, Houston already did their refactoring <laughs> oh man hey houston like, media holy it, moly have you, have you ever like we didn't, that's what we didn't get a chance to talk about like <laughs> i mean we've talked about bill brooks before and i just don't know like you have one of the most immature teams in the world and your one of your big moves is to bring one of the most immature veterans onto that team but was, but look at fl- look at that. I was so floored. I was like, wow! And for the money, like, who are they bidding against? I was like, what? I mean, how, I, I got to tip my hat to Dylan Brooks and his people because that was a hell of a contract. It's a hell of a contract. He's <laughs> he parlayed it into a good optics summer. He had a great uh, World great Cup, World Cha- great World Championships. And, absolutely. I mean, and he he really does understand how to do the. WWE style heel thing. He's just, I mean, half of it's an act, but the other half is legitimately clubbing people in the head in the middle of the air on cheap shit. I mean, it's just, and taking terrible shots and and having a bad mentality that is very, you know, the bravado's there and it's easy to kind of saddle up next to if you're a player. It's like, oh yeah, he's afraid of nothing. Look at that shot he just took. You'd have to be crazy to take that shot. I'll uh, follow him into battle. <laughs> so he says uh, a no go, and they're yeah, and then they've yeah. got all sorts of legal issues, and oh boy, they're in a, uh, they're in a well, and they bring in Adoka, which is just another <laughs> hilarious ingredient to that team. <laughs> Meanwhile, their media is legitimately just my god. They're just yeah. Um, 
and just going on pods and calling their listeners like the c word and just like they're just crazy down there like <laughs> anyway enough there uh so yeah i don't think he's going to houston um <laughs> indy's kind of kind of an interesting team i would like to see a team like indy sure. take a swing yeah. you know like just let him play off ball next to tyrese and you know get buddy healed out of there you know kind of rebalance you got that you'd have a tyrese drew bruce brown you know kind of a, a team there you know the three yeah. guard rotation that would be pretty sweet and then um but they got so much crazy crap going on in Indy. I don't, I don't want to do that to Drew. The Clippers, that would be fun. Uh, for what? For who? The Balmer would love it. Well, oh, yeah, of course. Well, Balmer would love everything. He'd also probably like the two guys that he's paying a gajillion dollars to to play once in a while. So, Aww. you know. <laughs> Aww. Um, the Lakers are in, in – I mean, the Lakers have been all over this. Like, like I, I think – the Lakers are probably going to throw Russell. Um, who else? They'll probably throw one of Rui and, and Jared Vanderbilt in a potential deal. Uh, probably a draft pick or two, you know, to play Kate LeBron. You know, this is yeah. your window now. I'm talking um, to a Lakers fan, so at, at what point he wants to shoot me, I don't know. No, for no, this no, idea I I'm cooking know. up. Is this a good? I'm cooking up a good one for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any Laker fan that would be having a pillow full of tears if you got rid of D'Angelo Russell. I mean, uh, you know. I, mean, I know a million Laker fans that would get really upset now. Probably I mean, before the playoffs. Not for Drew Holiday. Before I mean, I mean, the playoffs, when they saw it all go down, they they might have cried because D'Angelo Russell's a superstar and he scores yeah. so much. Yeah, Look at that shot. Yeah, he's a superstar when it doesn't count. I want the guy that I want the guy that I know could do it in crunch time. That's just, that's just me and a team that is woefully, you know, they, yeah, I, if, I'd if, start, if, if I'd if, give the Lakers a little championship cred if they added Drew Holiday. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, not I mean you, you can, you can, you can go one on one with, with, um, uh, excuse me, with, um, Murray in Denver. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, so and, and him and Reeves as a backcourt would be outstanding. I mean, yeah, they're starting like five. If you pull one of the Rui Vanderbilt in there, probably who knows which one you would want better. But I like, I, I'm a, I like Rui. Vanderbilt. I like Rui over Vanderbilt in the playoffs because yeah. Vanderbilt just got played off the court in the playoffs. It was easily bad. Easily. easily, easily did. And yeah, you could throw a Jackson Hayes or Christian Wood look in there too. Um, yeah. but, but no, if, if they could, I mean, that's I mean. If they did that, if they could, if they could land Drew, I mean, to me, that's a that for you. You got swept, but there was not. There was like one. I think game one was a little out of hand. Other than that, you throw in a guy that is going to go one on one with and really make him take tough shots. It has a. You could really do some things now with um, with Jokic. Now you could really throw a lot more at him. You know, that would make that gap a hell of a lot closer with Holiday in there. So I'm very curious what Denver does to try to get one more body in there to to, mm-hmm. to protect the the title. Um, Miami or probably Memphis, um, nothing going there. I don't think no. Miami is a just a hilarious landing spot if that's what it ends up being. Yeah. For the you I mentioned it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to want to shoot the ball. 
like ever. <laughs> and this is all they ever do there in Miami. This is their thing. It's like, we don't shoot the ball. We don't, we don't want to. Somebody else do it. <laughs> Always, man. Uh, but it would be great. I mean, you know, I would be signed up to watch and you know, go deep in the playoffs and all that. Um, Minnesota. Oh, I, I mean, it, it would be a fun thing. I mean, they, they would have to find to... some way to do it. Yeah, how do you do it? Like, who do you move? And what do you have? I mean, you just gave every pick you you ever you gave the last ten picks you have for the rest of your life to uh, to Utah. I mean, what, in a what deep you to, deep trouble hole. What do you My have to God. Do? And what about all these quotes in the offseason from, uh, from freaking Carl Anthony Towns about how great – what do you say, like, when, when my time is done, people are going to say I'm one of the greatest ever. It's like, what are you talking about, people at the Towns family uh, reunion or something? Like, who's going to be saying hey, You've you seen Pops on TV a couple times. Pops has probably said that already. <laughs> right. You know, here's a good oh, one. Man. New Orleans. You could throw him back to New Orleans and send CJ back to Portland. There you uh, go. All right. How perfect is that? Um, if they're going to move off anybody, I, I don't think it's going to be a CJ. I think there's a, there's, a, there's, a large, there's a large, very athletic man that they'll be looking to move before anybody. That is just, that's just sitting, percolating. Yeah. And I, the, Brandon Ingram... Man, I can't wait to hear him talk after about, all of this. About the World Cup or just in general? <laughs> um, I, you know, that World Cup team was just so flawed. They put the, yeah. guy, the good team guys on the floor and they did great. Yeah. They put, you know, all the number ones from their, their respective teams on the floor and yeah. they sucked. You know, yeah. it just, it, it's tough. You know, you got to play a team ball. These, yeah, other, these other guys are training like it's, you know, their World Cup. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah, that, then they're winning. Yeah, New Orleans is going to be interesting. There's a yeah, that guy. I don't know. I think yeah. if that that comment he made at the end of the season where he where they said he was healthy and he just said he didn't feel like himself and that you know he wanted to feel good. I mean, as a competitor, I don't know to let those words fly out of your mouth. Well, a couple I, interviews I, he had I'd too. Very, I'd be very worried if I was a fan of the New Orleans Pelicans. There's a, a couple of interviews where it felt like he was at minimum forced to take ownership of some of it. Like, so, you know, I'm eating healthy and I'm, you know, I came into the league and I wasn't eating as well, you know, like that's part of it. Sure. The the other part's what you're talking about. Um, and then just the pure, like, Hey man, the, the, the results on the floor and also you being on the floor, like now it's just mandatory. Yeah. You're going to take up this much gravity on and off the floor in the salary cap, in the plans of the team, in the pecking order. Like when you get on the floor, you got to run back on yeah. defense. Number yeah. one, like if you want to know how that's doing in New Orleans, you can just not even watch the game part. You know, you don't even have to watch where, if the ball is going in the hole. Right. You, you can just watch on a, on a, on a shot, uh, one of those spot shadows. Is he running back on defense? Yeah. If he's doing that little like, I hate that jog. I hated yeah. watching people do that jog in any sport. Yeah. It's this little entitled, like, you know, your yeah. thumbs are up in your armpit and you're just like, eh, 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 back down the floor. Like <laughs> he's having PTSD about all the lazy people he's played with. <laughs> Seriously. You just like want to run and club him in the head. 
Oh man. Because it's it's like the most disrespectful thing in the world. Everybody else is working their butt off and, and the guy that's got, you know, all of the advertisements, all this, all that, the others is, is, is sitting there not even running back. And yeah. you're watching three players run past him. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, I got this. I'll just <sighs> dog back. The Thunder, always a hilarious landing spot for any player, any team. Yeah. They are I and, and I don't think um I don't think uh, Presty would even work too hard to make this happen. Like, but who knows? I honestly, they're they're kind of just a very flexible team. Well, they have plenty of assets, you know. Yeah, I think I don't know. I, th- I think that I think that Presty might be more in love with just having picks than actually winning. <laughs> I mean, you well, we're gonna like, find out like, this year. I mean, shake it. You, that dude is a. Uh, he's he's, he's a, an a absolute top player in the NBA. If you do not, if you have not watched this guy play, you need to get into the Shea Gilders Alexander business. They, they, how how long are you gonna wait, bro? You gotta start. You gotta start doing some things. <laughs> you know what? Well, what team of what team of nine twenty one year olds ever won a championship? Like, let's go. I, I think dude. they should get rid of Giddy. Like, get yeah, rid of Giddy. Get rid of Dort. Yeah. Get rid of a couple picks. And then, yeah, you could bring in a Drew. Drew would be, it's funny, they have so many assets that Drew could be an appetizer, you know, yeah. for, for, for whatever comes next. I think. Yeah, absolutely. You can make a big move for Drew and still have a ton left to make a big move for someone else. But <laughs> I wouldn't, I mean, Jalen Williams is ready to go. Holmgren yeah. is, is basically, let's see what you got. And all the early returns for Holmgren are great. You know, I'm he's going to have his flaws, I'm, but he I'm looks like he. That. I'm not, trust. I'm not doubting that he can play. I don't. I don't think he's going to be much on defense, and I don't trust his body. I, I certainly. I noticed that with you, and I've actually shared. I share that opinion. These body types that are coming in the NBA, these super elongated, seven foot three Victor Wimbanyama bodies. Yeah. They're not ideal. They're not ideal. <laughs> they're just not. <laughs> they're, just they're not. not. <laughs> they're because there's so many different ways you can fold them in half and just you know <laughs> split them like over your knee. Like, right. And leverage wise, I mean, we saw this with Dirk Nowitzki early, you know, against the Warriors, um, you know, when, when all that happened. Right, right. If you've got certain, you know, you if you've got strength, you can get up underneath these guys and then they have to be very good. You know, Dirk yeah. turned very good when he kind of came up with like three or four moves that you couldn't really stop. Right. And um, but prior to that. You know, he he'd had all those moves. They just weren't at that unstoppable level. And he, and, and he flipped his mentality a bit, too. And he was and he's like Dirk Nowitzki's considerably thicker than these dudes. Oh, yeah. Much more athletic. Like, you know, like his body could take a, a, a bang, you know, some banging and stuff. So well, you remember when he came in the league, he was a little bit of a high flyer for, you know, a guy that size. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I think kind of caught everybody's eye was like, whoa, hey, man, look at that guy get up. And yeah. uh then he became more of a ground-bound player. But, um, yeah, uh, Oklahoma City, just so many things that they could do there. And I think that actually, you know, you usually don't want to add a guy at this time in his career, in this window, this Drew Holiday window here, to a young team. But at all your earlier points are the ones that, that matter here. Is that you got Shea, Shea Gillage. Is it Shea? Is it Shea? Shea or Shea? Shea. Oh, it's Shea, I think. I think Shea. I think everybody's been saying it wrong forever. So that's why it's got me. Shea Gilgis Alexander. You got him. You need yeah. to do something with a a trajectory that's aiming at a title yeah. rather than 
something else. Um, and they've got some interesting local arena stuff going on as well, given mm -hmm. their history. That's just something to file in the back pocket just to kind of go, what's going on with that? It might impact free agency and trajectories. You just never know. Uh, ownership swaps, things like that. Um, Orlando. No. Yeah. They're I know. too far away. They're too far away. It makes no sense. Philly, this would be like, I'm sure Daryl Morey is working overtime to try to figure this out. You think so? Well, I know he doesn't want to be in the James Harden business. I don't yeah. know if the league wants to be in the James Harden business. That's the problem. <laughs> James Harden probably doesn't want to be in the James Harden business. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it'd be a great thing. I mean, back, yeah. back yeah. home for Drew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phoenix, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Portland, that's where he's at. Uh, Sacramento, they try to talk about it locally. Now, this, I mean... Oh, oh, it look, makes all the sense in the world for me. Like <laughs> they don't want to give up anybody at all. They're like, if Drew could come here for nothing, that yeah. that would be great. And uh, yeah, no, that's um, not a thing. But I think that, that he was a. I think it would be a seamless. Uh, think about it. If you're Portland, packages that would be a seamless. Portland uh, should be on the phone because, like, think about it, you could pry Davian Mitchell from this squad pretty easily especially okay. in a scenario like that and i'm sorry davion mitchell made steph curry mortal in the playoffs there's like probably two people on the planet that can do that yeah he, he was he was good um, defensively he had some questionable i thought possessions offensively um but he's you he's know, got a lot of got, got a lot of work to go there and, yeah but yeah they've got some assets i mean uh, and malik monk needs to play he needs to like, play so you got herders in play i mean to me like yeah, I, people just fall in love with that. Like, people are – people. I know basketball is the easiest sport to build a dynasty because one guy can control everything. But I think you still got to be in the mentality of winning one. Like, don't – like, people don't worry about, well, you know, we're going to pile on five, six. Don't, don't worry about that. Go get one. Go get one first, <laughs> you know. They also – they have a, they have a, a number of pieces that could be useful. Like, so, okay, Harrison Barnes has been on the market forever. Yeah, I don't know that you – want to or have to get rid of him if you're Sacramento. I don't think the value is necessarily there and what in terms of what he does for your own team. Mm -hmm. uh, Keegan needs to be cut loose. He needs to be like given the ball way more than he's going to get the ball in this currently situated right. team with so many players. You just went and you rolled out a victory, you know, the NBA title parade for Sasha Vizenkov, you know, <laughs> and I get it. He can, this guy can shoot like, and, and he's a, just a good basketball player. Can he defend? Can he defend next to Sabonis? No. And oh my God, no. So that's two things right there. But like, you've got, I mean, they, had, they just got rid of Nemeus Keita, um, to, to basically, cause they've got so many centers on the roster, but you could pick one Len or McGee and say, right. I'll give you to Portland. Right. And then Portland has a solid backup center Absolutely. That, that, that fits what they're trying to do. So you could kind of envision like a herder Mitchell, you know, backup center package. Barnes is a little swing piece there that you could figure out. I personally, I didn't like what I saw to Kessler Edwards in the preseason and, uh, I wanted to see a whole lot more out of him, but th there were times that he looked great last year, like yeah. lockdown defender can shoot has done some minutes at the NBA level. So like, could he be, you know, a solid backup in this scheme where you have a little less depth than you have a drew holiday next to the Aaron I think that would be outstanding. So 
while I think Sacramento might not be up in the top two of teams, that's probably what Miami and uh, L.A. off the top of my head mm-hmm. as, as places, um, potential landing spots. But it should create a more robust market if Sacramento is sure. even interested. I haven't even checked in on that. Yeah. Um, San Antonio. No way. Yeah. No, that doesn't seem right. I mean, they would love to have them, but <laughs> I mean, like that's just a dead in the water. He's Toronto. Toronto, you know, kind of yeah. in on this thing. Um, and, and the story goes is basically once it became Toronto as an option, then Milwaukee was sort of brought in because Dame didn't want Toronto. Yeah. You know, Dame wanted wanted a championship contender. And that says something probably about Toronto. I don't know the specifics of what their offer might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, They're in but, a weird spot right now where anybody that is attractive to put into a deal for a good player makes them considerably worse. Like almost outside of like three or four players in the league, everyone else is like a lateral move for them. You know, if you get rid of, you know, if Siakam's at his best, you get rid of him for somebody you might get a better player, but you're still like, eh, you're still a little short. You you want to go down the road with Scotty Barnes. If you get rid of, you know, it, it's there's all the, the there's no one that you could, they don't have enough to put in the package to me to get a good player. It'd still be and I'll be looking for a championship. It's just, you know, they're in a weird spot. Yeah, and it I don't think they want Siakam, and mm-hmm. and I think I don't think they want Siakam. It's like they so. don't want the, anybody on their own team, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's and actually, then what's the question? You know, what's going on with Masai? Is Masai even want to be there? They got some yeah. players. They got, you know, it's okay mm-hmm. what's going on there, sort of, you know. Yeah, it's okay. But, you know, it's probably a bigger story than that. We'd have to get Mike Pasador on the pod, and he could probably break it down for us as the Torontan on staff here. Usually have like 50 of them. I think it's just Panda now, which sucks. I like Toronto. I like Torontans. Yeah. Torontans. <laughs> Torontoans? I don't know. Torontoans, I believe. Torontoans. Yes, Utah. Nothing cooking there. Washington. Oh, sweet, sweet Washington. You are definitely the mark. Washington is like... It's one of those things that if you you can go through the through an NBA season and kind of forget that they're even a real team. I was just thinking that. That's that's you know, yeah. Like, it's like you can totally just float it's like through on the menu. <laughs> it's like asterisk. We also yeah. have a team in Washington. It's like a, you go to a nice restaurant and then they try to make a side out of like green beans or something, and they're like, you know, pay for our fifteen dollar green beans. You're like. Eh. It's, they're just green beans. Hey, it's we're, we're fully the restaurant world's fully at like fifteen dollars and above, right? Like for, for everything. everything. For everything. I don't <laughs> know how people survive. <laughs> like you could, you you could have a diet of restaurant food back in the day. Yeah. Closer to like eight to ten. Right. If you're if you're living that life, where all you just you never cook for yourself. Oh man. Yeah. That must yeah, hurt. Gotta be loaded. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we did it. We did potpourri. Did it. We did it via Drew Holiday. Thank you, Drew, for Thanks, Drew. being such a flexible player that can land in so many different places with a good mentality and hard good, work. Good approach to the game, that Drew Holiday. Um, all right. So um 
it's busy season, so we don't know when we're going to be able to go next, but we'll try to do these more frequently and try to get into a better rotation as the season goes on. Um, cause. We haven't even caught up. I know. We haven't even caught up. We need to do that we, as well. We maybe need to do our big, uh, our big, um, Paint Petaluma. In person. <laughs> our, uh, take Petaluma back 25 years. Oh boy. And uh, bring everybody with us. Yeah. The, this, the, the folks that don't know, this is the mayor of Petaluma. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the mayor of Petaluma. If I, if I walk down the streets of Petaluma with this man, I get stopped by every person in Petaluma. <laughs> well, it's because they think it's like an optical illusion. Like, they've seen me and you together, you know, in the past, but this hasn't happened in so long in Petaluma. So then they see us together and they're like, And then Wait. we create a little trail of people who <laughs> go from place to place. And then we become a scene, which is a great way to end this show. Um, okay, places that you can follow us that we don't do anything at Twitter <laughs> or whatever the hell it's called now twitter.com slash K-O-Z-A-N-D-B-R-U show or X X.com may X. or may not be a porn site you never know just go to X.com it is a- porn <laughs> porn slash uh, splash pu- publicity wing of the uh, Ku Klux Klan <laughs> <laughs> I was I did I did dig up our old ads um over the last 4 weeks. I I will tell you that cause it, it feels like we're living in one of our old ads, you know. Um x.com/kozandbru show. Just get a membership, guys. I mean, <laughs> you don't know what it's going to be, but it's on x.com, so of course it's above board. Uh, Facebook, which is, you know, the sane people now, dot com slash K-O-Z-A-N-D-B-R-U show. We don't post anything at those places, but we'd love to send you there. <laughs> Another one's in the books. Peace. Peace.